For Nerds by Nerds Production. Welcome back to another Wolfy episode of the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. And joining me today, coming back to the show for the third or fourth time, it's Sean from Metalcore Nerds. What's up, buddy? Hi. Thanks for having me back, my friend. Hell yeah. I'm super excited. We're going to be reviewing... The new Marvel special presentation, Werewolf by Night. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Cue Wolf Howl. <laughs> Cue 1930s music. <laughs> yes. But yeah, this this is uh, kind of just sprung upon us last month, right? At D23. Yeah. They're just like, by the way, next month this is coming out. Yeah, here's a trailer. <laughs> it was so crazy. Like, even us who are all into the news and all that stuff. Like we didn't know this was in production at all. Yeah. There was like, it's kind of like one of those stories that come out where the studio doesn't confirm it, but they're like, yeah, there's this werewolf by night holiday special coming out. And everyone's like, is this real? Because no one knew any information on it at all. Like even like a word came out that Michael Giacchino was directing it, but people were like, that dude's a composer. Why would he be directing (laughs) a a, a special presentation? This is crazy. And then boom, G23. They're like, yep. Michael Giacchino's directing this. It's coming out in like a month. See you then. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The trailer looked amazing. And we are here to tell you that the the final product did not disappoint. It's fucking awesome. So, so sick. So sick. I loved this. I don't feel like I knew anyone in the cast except for maybe the older man, like the the hunter with the scars on his face. Yeah, he he looked familiar, but other than that, I didn't. I don't feel like I knew anybody in this cast. I knew the main guy. Uh, he's an old, and he's in some other stuff too. I think, but I remember him from old because I watched that recently. But he's the dad in old. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. You don't need to. He's really good, though. I really liked him. Yeah, he's a great actor. Honestly, I guess we'll just we'll just go step by step because all right. Literally from the opening Marvel bumper, whenever this bumper starts, I think this bumper is too long for TV shows. The whole Marvel Studios right. scrolling through all the movie clips and stuff. It, it, it It's probably 35 seconds, but it seems like four minutes every time it plays <laughs> at the beginning yeah. of every episode of She-Hulk and every episode of Moon Knight. And when it started going, I go, oh, here we go again. And then slash marks through it, and it turns to black and white, and it goes to like a horror version of the the yep. theme song, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then it kept getting slashed, and it and then it got electrocuted at the end, and I literally said out loud, "This makes me happy." <laughs> yeah, it it's super cool when they add different flares to it, which they've done I think only a few times musically wise. But it's funny enough, Michael Giacchino is the guy who composed that original fanfare, so it's only right that he modified it yeah you know for for this i will agree on the tv show thing because when you go to see a movie in the marvel movie in theaters when you hear that that fanfare drop you're like fuck yes let's go but then you have two plus hours of shit after not yeah. 30 to 40 to 50 minutes you know hearing it every week it kind of ruins the the wow factor of it in a little bit you know what i mean yeah and i get why they do it and why they didn't change right. it for the tv shows because they want you to feel like this is in the same cinematic universe and this is all connected and this is just as important as the movies are yeah it's just too long <laughs> it's too long for a tv show it is i i can agree there for sure 
Yeah, walk us through this. But you picked this movie. I asked you what you wanted to do for the Halloween spectacular, and this was your uh, this is your immediate fireback. So yeah, walk us through this, and we'll we'll dive in. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Like like you said, the the fanfare they switched it up, changed it to some pure '30s horror action. Well, at least it, it ends that way. And it starts off like even giving you an Avengers nod at the beginning was pretty wild. That's pretty much the the biggest MCU tie-in you'll see in the the whole entire special, <laughs> which is fine, completely fine. But it really, just it, the beginning focuses on the Bloodstone family and the Bloodstone itself, and it just throws you in this world of monster hunters immediately. And you see that Ulysses Bloodstone has passed away, and then this group of hunters has gathered to play a game to see who will take over the legacy of being the head of the monster hunters basically which what a cool way to throw you into this world that like you know it totally new to the mcu entirely and they're just like here you fucking go no origin on any of this just like boom <laughs> here you are and, the, and they didn't try to over explain it or like bog it down with useless nope. exposition they were basically just like here look you, this world has superheroes. You believe that, right? So why wouldn't you believe there's also monsters in this universe? Here we go. <laughs> that's not the exact dialogue, but it should. It might as well be because that's that's basically what they say. Close They're enough. like, yeah, monsters exist. Here's a here's a castle that has a bunch of severed monster heads on the wall. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. And then you kind of just see uh, Jack Russell enter and enter in and go around the room and, and we get the introduction of Elsa Bloodstone, who is a member of the Midnight Suns, uh, a famed monster hunter in the comics and Marvel lore. And uh, the actress, I can't remember her name, but uh, she was awesome in this fucking movie. But, I kept calling her British Kristen Ritter because she looks exactly wow. like Jessica Jones. Good call. <laughs> Good call there. Wow. Almost yeah. distractingly looks too much like Jessica Jones. Yeah, a little less sass. She was sassy, but not as sassy as Christian Ritter. That's a, yeah. that's a that's a peak level of sass. Yeah, it's a tall order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we see that she's kind of like been apart from the family, estranged from the family, if you will, but she's still allowed to play this game, and they explain that there's a monster let loose in the grounds and whoever uh, basically captures or like defeats the monster gets the bloodstone and the bloodstone is going to be attached at the back and they go over like the kill counts of all of the hunters and stuff like that. And it's revealed that Jack has the most kills of them all, which at the end, after the end, I'm wondering if those are all like for real or he like made it up or because I've yeah, seen a, was a... a few videos about it and they're like, oh, he must have done the hunting while he was transformed or something. It's hard to tell with that one. Yeah, I was a little confused by that because of the events that happen where, you know, this is a full spoiler review. It turns out that Jack, <laughs> Jack, Jack Russell and, and Man-Thing, who is the monster that's let loose, are friends. Yeah, And boys. he's he's there to save him. So I was like, is he lying about his identity to, like, right. infiltrate this? But also when the when the the when Ulysses Bloodstone's wife was going through and doing everyone's kill count, she said, like, oh, this person has killed 68 monsters. This person has this, that. But when she got to Jack Russell, she, he was, she was like, over 100 deaths. She didn't. She worded it differently mm. when she got to him. And I was like, is so I assumed, like, they knew he was a werewolf. But then later it's revealed that they don't. And they didn't yeah, know he was a yeah. monster. So I was like, at first I was like, oh, is are, maybe she's including, like, 
casualties <laughs> that he's just jumped on as a werewolf. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was the one thing too. Because uh, when it, when you get revealed that him and and our boy Ted are are you know besties. I was like, huh. I was like, I wonder if those were real kills or maybe he just does hunt other monsters, like monsters who are evil or something. You know, it's it's kind of hard to tell. And then like the only thing that's color in the beginning, at least, is the bloodstone, the red bloodstone, which red iconography in a black and white movie is, you know, obviously not a new thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's it was so cool, though. Like it was done so well. And weirdly, too, because this wasn't filmed in black and white. This is just a black and white filter that they put over the top of it. So it's really cool to see that the effects that they use, especially at the end that we'll get to. But how did you feel about Ulysses Bloodstone, the animatronic band? (laughs) So, okay, so when I saw the trailer, when they show like the I'll be riding for you part, I was like, oh, this thing's going to be mad campy. But then when you watch it, it's not. It's got some humor to it, but it's not like campy over the top humor and that scene played in the movie played way better than I thought it would. Cause I was, obviously you have no context of what the fuck it is. You're just like, that's goofy as hell, but played throughout the movie and how it's like th- this message to how the game is going to be played through his zombie animatronic self that played like really well. And I was like, that's actually pretty dope. Yeah. yeah the trailers made it look like it would be like a goosebumps segment right. yes exactly. but in the actual movie it's it's very like morbid and like the audio is like skipping and stuff is very creepy <laughs> yeah you can even see like how weirded out people are at first but then by the end they're like laughing you know they're like it, it was funny to see that shift too because they're like what the fuck is this and it's crazy because if you think about it, these people are hunt fucking supernatural monsters on a daily basis and they're like what the fuck is this you know like that's yeah. the next level <laughs> yes. of like what the fuck you know <laughs> is true then what happens they they go out and they pick they pick like these little stones that like pick who goes first and jack's the one who ends up going first and they escort them out to the like the big I don't know, it's like a fucking labyrinth basically in their backyard and a, a dude playing a flaming fucking uh, <laughs> tuba tuba <laughs> which was so sick it was amazing and, and random but awesome and that's how you hear people come in every time the the tuba horns. That's when someone else enters the playing field, and yeah, it's that's pretty much when like shit doesn't get wild at first yet, but kind of shit starts to like really pick up in the movie. You see Elsa fight with a guy, chops the dude's fucking hand off, which was sick. Like this movie was way more bloody than I anticipated it to be overall. It, yeah, and it's always there's there's a lot of movies not like this, but have this kind of element in it where I didn't expect them to start fighting each other, but of course right. they did. They immediately just started killing each other to get rid of the competition so they could be the one to kill the monster. I did not expect that to be kind of the main focus of the middle of this movie is that they're all just beating the shit out of each other. I think the main thing was that they wanted to kill Elsa because she was a bloodstone. You know, because she even said she's fair game, like her mother-in-law. I don't even think it's it's not even her real mother. I think it's like her mother-in-law, I think. I could be wrong. I think it's her stepmom because her mom does. Stepmom, yeah, yeah. So, like, even it it seems like she was just like straight up, kind of was like, kill her, you know, (laughs) like, kind of. She kind of pulled out to them, like, kill this bitch, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because she was basically the rightful heir to the having the bloodstone. But then because she kind of, yeah, flaked on her family, she was still allowed to 
take part in these games, which right. they all thought was unfair because how I feel like this, not that this was bad in any way whatsoever, but I do think this would have been better if it was two hours. Like if this had been yeah. a full movie, cause they, it just goes, it never slows down at all. No. Then, but it does leave some stuff to the imagination kind of, because like, yeah, they talk about like, Oh, where's her medallion? And they're all wearing these like necklaces. Yeah, but they don't explain that at all. Nope. Like they don't explain like <laughs> what made these these hunters so special that they got invited to this. Like, right? I would have liked a little more backstory, but there wasn't room for any. <laughs> yeah, that that's a very good point. That that was one thing too. It was it was I was kind of interested to see if we'd get more information on that. It's kind of like John Wick in a way, where this there's this like secret society of monster hunters instead of ass- assassins or whatever that. It, it it would be i think we'll probably get more explained now that we get to, after the events of the end maybe we'll learn more later on possibly or maybe not maybe it'll just be left a mystery but i do kind of wish we got like a little bit of like kind of what like john wick 2 did and, and kind of like put more lore behind like that weird underground assassination thing like they could have given us more information on this weird underground monster hunter you know like corporation or whatever group because, you know, it's like they have these medallions, like you said, and you're like, are these like badges to like identify that they're monster hunters? Like, did they get sent these because it's like a, is it's like a Willy Wonka golden ticket to compete for the Bloodstone or something? Like, you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope we get, I definitely hope we get more in this, I would say universe, but it's in the same universe we're already in. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I definitely want more dark horror-esque marvel stuff because this was uh this was really good yeah after seeing like this and or like multiverse of madness and then this and seeing kind of like the lengths they're willing to go to and the pockets they're willing to dive deep into i know blade just got delayed today and everything like that which i think is like a good move because it seemed like they didn't have the right pieces in place to make it a good movie that it needs to be so they're like hey we'll push it back make sure it's done right correctly done super well because it needs to kill especially since it's coming after it's like a reboot of one of the most beloved like marvel movies like probably ever like blade the original blade movies are still beloved and they still hold up uh, to this day in my opinion at least yeah first one's incredible yeah fucking blood wraith man love that shit (laughs) so they know they need to kill it but after these two i'm like fully confident that they can do a blade movie or a ghost rider movie or just keep going into like it possibly we get to the midnight suns i kind of wish like moon knight was done in this way it was like a little more darker a little more violent and i liked moon knight it's just it, it felt a little uneven at the end of the day um but even if they like now that they got special presentations going and the, the word on the street is that they're going to do more of them. And I, I like I felt like this, like like Hawkeye or or Moon Knight in this kind of format, like just like almost like an hour long movie would have played so much better in, in that, you know? Yeah, I would even take like if they were doing their series instead of doing like eight or six 40 minute episodes, give us like four one hour episodes that are solid in right. this quality i'd definitely take that yeah same honestly that, that's the one thing i've f- always wondered about about the disney plus series is why isn't it like an hbo show where every episode's in it like an hour you know yeah. I, i've always wondered that maybe it's budget maybe it's something else it's just always baffled me of like why they aren't like consistent lengths ever 
you know? Yeah, and they're not even like consistent episode amounts. Like Daredevil's going to be like 16 episodes or something like that. Yeah, I think 18. It's a lot. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Which I'm fine. Give me all the fucking Charlie Cox ever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not complaining <laughs> about that. But yeah, like I, I totally agree. Like this was so solid. It didn't need some crazy, you know, elaborate origin story. It just kind of threw you into a world and gave you some information along the way enough to not be overtly confused of what you're watching, but still left you some questions that hopefully will get answered later on as we get more in this weird horror monster world. But it was still enough to be like this fucking rules, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I hope this isn't this type of stuff isn't just relegated to Halloween time. I hope that they will oh, yeah. scatter this ar- across and that will get a lot of these for like characters they don't trust giving an entire movie to. Right. And I think it's perfect for stuff like this, you know, like it's right on Disney Plus. Boom. Learn about this character. And now a lot of like, look how many people are praising Werewolf by Night or Man Thing or Elsa Bloodstone that probably had no idea who they were, which is awesome. That's the goal. Yeah. You know? Is to make people fall in love with these characters that aren't that known, which it's kind of been the MCU's MO from the jump. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like Iron Man was an A-grade character before 2008. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's the cool thing. They have so much like lore that it used to be thought of like, oh, these are C or D or E list characters. But they they kind of are. They're just stuck. They're not like D or C or e-list characters they're just stuck in like a genre within a genre that you don't really tap into very often Mm. so it's cool that they're they're being like we're not strictly just action adventure we'll let's let's do some horror because this is horror like this is there is some comedy in this but they get away with a lot by making it black and white i couldn't believe how much blood was in this (laughs) Dude, yes. When shit finally hits the fan, like I was like, "Yo, this is wild." Because they show they show you a little bit of, like that one shot scene. They show you a little bit of that in the trailer, but like that whole sequence with Elsa like kicking ass too. You're like, okay. Like even I said like when the when she chops the dude's arm off, I was like, oh, that was in the first like 15 minutes or something. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she gives him like a black her. widow fl- like head scissor flip around and. <laughs> As he flips over, there's like a rainbow of blood shooting out of his arm. And then shoots him right in the throat with the yeah. crossbow, oh, dude. Yeah. Up up through the bottom soft part of his chin into his mouth. I couldn't believe it. And they show that part a lot. Yeah, they she do. Like has, like, <laughs> he's like gargling out his blood and she has to cover his mouth and shit. I was like, damn, dude, they're going in. And I loved it. I was like, fuck yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was great. And then even when like anyone gets the littlest cut, it's like shooting blood. Yeah, it was like Kill Bill level. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, we, uh, we're in the garden and Jack Jack Russell, which I know that's his name in the comics. That's and it's definitely it's old school Marvel. <laughs> it's like, let's yeah. get my name that really shouts he might be a werewolf. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, this is when we find out that him... And Man Thing, our BFFs. Man Thing looks so fucking perfect in this movie. Looks amazing, dude. And he he looks even better at the end. <laughs> Legit. Legit. I, 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 I actually I actually recorded another podcast today and we talked about this briefly and and he was he said the same exact thing. He's like he looked he looked pretty damn good in black and white, but at the end he looked 
phenomenal. Yeah. And he's great. He's just a big, gentle giant. I loved him so much. He was Poor guy. <laughs> no, I felt so bad. Even when he's like, he's like, oh, that's taking away some of your power, huh? And you just see his eyes. And I'm like, oh, Ted. And then when he, I liked when he laughed, because his whole like snout just went like, huh, huh, huh. It's. So it was weird. very like Han Solo Chewbacca because he could understand yeah. what he was saying, even though he was just making noises. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's just basically like, "I'm gonna get you out of here. Don't worry, buddy." And yeah, I got you, buddy. <laughs> he meets up with Elsa, and they form like kind of an uneasy alliance because yep. she's kind of injured. Um, and their plan is to there's a crack in one of the walls. He has like a bomb. He's like, I just want to rescue my friend. Let me rescue my friend. You can have the bloodstone. I don't give a shit about this. Right. And they're like, okay, cool. So they do that. They blow blow a hole in the wall, and uh, she rips the bloodstone off of Man Thing's back, and Man Thing runs into the woods to freedom. him. So great. But then Jack Russell goes to touch the the bloodstone, and it like expl- yeah explodes, kind of zaps him, and he gets all weak and. And that's when the the council of people come back and like, oh, you're a monster, huh? Yep. So they lock lock him and Elsa in a cage. Cage. Yep. He finally wakes up and he's like, yeah, don't worry. Uh, basically, I'm a werewolf, but there's no <laughs> there's no full moon for five days, so we don't have anything to worry about. And she's like, yeah, stupid. The bloodstone will turn you into a monster like <laughs> instantly. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> I do love how there's some like really cool details in the scene after that when they hear like everyone else approaching before he like starts to sniffer to like mark her scent <laughs> for when he's a werewolf. He uh, he does like start itching the back of his ear like a dog and he you see him like surveying the room just find dark spots and it's the same place as he jumps. Oh, you, really? You see him like looking for the spots to like escape to and hide, which was really cool. And, uh, dude, when they get him to transform, th- so this scene, the transformation scene with all the shadows, it's, it's not VFX or, or added. They did that in camera. Like, I, oh, I was wow. Interview, and they did that shit in camera. And I was like, yo, that is so fucking tight <laughs> that they did that shit like that. That's so sick. That is, what did they have, like, multiple people in different stages so. of the makeup? Yeah, yeah. They must have had, like, people, like, switch back and forth with, like, a strobe and but the timing of that to get all that right is insane. Yeah. That they did that. That's so sick. Yeah, that is very impressive. And it looks really cool. I was a little disappointed just because I had seen tweets that were like that, oh, that transformation scene though. So I was like, oh, we're gonna get some fucking like graphic turning into a werewolf scene. Oh I didn't yeah, expect yeah. it to be like thirties, forties style. I th- I was right. I thought like, oh, we're gonna see this motherfucker turn into a werewolf, but because it was that was like the hand, yeah, uh, elongating and like the eyes. That was really all we got. But it, it, yeah, I mean, knowing that now, that makes it even cooler. But it was, it was, yeah. it fits exactly everything in this movie fits exactly what they were trying to do and the feel that oh, they yeah. were trying to make work. It, they they knocked it out of the park. But yeah, he turns into a werewolf, and these security guards that everyone thought was going to be TVA agents for some reason. <laughs> They had similar 
Yeah, they uh, look exactly as, like that. <laughs> yeah, they, they duped us, I think. I think they did that shit on purpose. Because from the trailer, you're like, oh, what? Why the fuck is the TVA there? Which, like, I guess it could happen like that. But I, I think it's us fans having these expectations that everything's going to be so insanely connected when it doesn't really need to be. Especially now that the universe is only ever expanding bigger than it ever has before. Like, of course, not everything is going to, like tie in so closely to each other but as soon as we saw them in like the beginning i was like ah those aren't tv agents those are just like goons (laughs) security guards with tasers yeah yeah just in some cool headgear and shit i guess and yeah and and then uh uh, jack russell fucks them all up (laughs) and it's amazing he's like flying all over he's jumping up onto the severed heads that are on the walls uh, his design is very, very cool. Very old school werewolf design. I loved it. And he is just tearing through these people and blood is shooting onto the camera. I love but it. But it's black and white, so they, they get away with it not being uh, real blood. Right. But yeah, it is. It is so cool. And then... While that's think. happening, that's when like Elsa is like killing everyone else, basically. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised by the focus on Elsa in this scene because um, it kind of became like her thing, and I was like, yeah, thought this was bit. gonna be all about the werewolf, <laughs> right? Yeah, she's kind of the star of the movie, honestly, in in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, like the, I liked the, her action scenes too; they were pretty sick, like the sword fighting and everything. And yeah, she slid a dude's throat and then stabbed a bitch in the fucking forehead. Which I did not expect. Yeah, that was so cool. She like kicked his head down onto the blade to slice his own throat. <laughs> it was so Gnarly, awesome. <laughs> have you have you read the Werewolf by Night comics? No, not really. No. I just know brief things that I've kind of researched on, yeah. like Elsa Bloodstone and and Jack Russell. Is she does she have any powers at all in the comics? No, or is she she's just, just like a, a monster hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just a badass. Yeah. I've definitely heard her name before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, then stepmom shows up to kill her. Or no, uh, Jack Russell's going to kill her, and she kind of like talks him down, and then he runs away. Yeah, with the nice um, kind of moment that's happened in a lot of monster movies, and similar to Black Widow and Hulk in ways too. Sad yeah. werewolf face, and then he runs away. <laughs> yeah, that was nice though. They yeah. do have a relationship in the comics, so I wonder if they'll uh, explore that. Yeah, that'd be uh, nice. Further later, because it seems like they might stick around. Like Ted and Jack might stick around, you know. Yeah, I hope so. Like, I hope there's a difference in the universe. Like, and I kind of felt that way before they announced Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. I was like, oh, we're kind of getting away from everything, building towards an Avengers movie, right? So, like, maybe we'll get like like we'll get a different type of thing, like a culmination of like the Midnight Suns and stuff like that. Right. Like so yeah, I'm hoping we get movies where where Ted and Jack just show up together as like buddy comedy type of thing. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. I, I would love that so much. And I love Man Things so Man Things power is like if you have fear inside you, he like it, it like it explodes you and burns you, which we saw with the dude with the axe earlier on, and then we get to see with the stepmom too, which is so dope. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he just grabs people and turns them to like dust. It's amazing. Literally. Yeah, it's, he, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, stepmom's gonna kill Elsa, and then Manthing just comes flying through the ceiling and turns her into dust. 
And then Elsa's just like, oh, yeah, your friend went that way. And he goes, okay. And yeah. basically he just shrugs <laughs> he walks and, and, and walks off. I love Ted, man. He's the fucking best. He's the best. <laughs> and then she has a little interaction with the, like, there's like been a servant there the whole time. This yeah. like, little old man. And uh, he's immediately like, oh, I guess I serve you now. Like, I'm just, <laughs> just here to bi- do your bidding. And she's like, okay, clean all this up. <laughs> clean up the 20 dead bodies in here please thank you <laughs> and as she sits down with the bloodstone everything what's, what is the song from the wizard of oz oh, somewhere over the rainbow somewhere over the rainbow starts playing and everything starts turning into keller which i thought was really cool like the yeah. transitions done so amazingly big wandavision vibes there yeah 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 i didn't even think of that but that's absolutely right and then we cut to Jack Russell waking up in the woods with Ted, and they're both in color now. And Man Thing looks fucking so—he might be the most comic book accurate character <laughs> that's ever been made. He looks perfect. Honestly, yes, yeah. And he made coffee for Jack. Yeah, he what made coffee on a fire <laughs> with a French press, nonetheless. Yeah, what a fucking guy. If Jack and if Jack and Elsa don't get together. I'm totally down for Jack and Man Thing being being a uh, you know a thing. Being a couple, yeah. <laughs> Why not, man? It'd Why be not? Adorable. Yeah, It'd be adorable. They deserve to be happy. <laughs> There's some crazy shit with Man Thing that I don't know from the comics. He's like the guardian of the nexus of all realities. Yeah, which I wonder yeah, if like that will come into play. The gate to the multiverse. Yeah, which that'd be kind of crazy if that came into play in that kind of instance. Um, I can definitely see in the Secret Wars comics, uh, Elsa Bloodstone does fight zombies on Battleworld because there's like a whole there's like this section off part of Battleworld that's all zombies that like Thanos, I think, fights in and you see Venom fighting in and stuff like that. It's fucking wild, but it'd be cool. if There's like certain key moments from that run that I hope they like adapt these little moments in the live action. And that would be one of them. Like, I really hope they are building to like live action marvel zombies like in secret wars like as a part as just like you know like a random part of it you just see zombies and people just taking out all these famous characters that are zombies would be so sick (laughs) oh that would be amazing yeah yeah i would i would take this whole cast as like the earth's horror version of the guardians of the galaxy yeah yeah and i'm hoping yeah it would be really cool like yeah, like magic and just murder and and darkness, <laughs> but comedy all at the same time. It yep. would be great. Yeah, I, I I mean I can see them, you know, like with Moon Knight and obviously Blade, probably Black Knight, maybe Ghost Rider too. Eventually, that'd be a very solid ass team. Maybe yep. even Scarlet Witch. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say throw Doctor Strange in there once in a while. Yeah, that too. Yeah, he's usually the one who like forms them. It doesn't really sometimes he's a member, but he's usually just like, hey, I need you guys to like team up and do this thing for me. I need to go handle bigger shit. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Which I mean, I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I am. I'm very interested in this and I'm very happy with the reception that this is getting. So I'm hoping that they they take notice and they do a lot more with this type of stuff. Yeah, me too. They're, yeah, they've gotten a lot of love for this, but it's deserving. It's deserving love. And uh, I'm I'm glad that in this like world of just the like most toxic hate and negativity in pop culture that something has gotten this much love. Like I don't even care what it is, if it's Marvel or anything. Like I'm just happy to see something 
predominantly praised rather than it turned into it's like we were talking about this and you know in the goon platoon today about how just like exhausting it is just even just even witness it of people just like tribalizing so much shit that like does not need to be tribalized you can like stuff and it's cool you can not like stuff that's also fucking cool but people need to stop tearing each other down for being on other sides like who cares that's what makes people interesting is that people have different views on stuff like that's you know like that's, that's the whole point of this shit is to have you know like i mean obviously we were both you know spoke very highly of this but even if we didn't like that'd be fine it's it's fine yeah yeah it's fine to have an opinion and a lot of times lately it feels like you can't have an opinion like we yeah we were talking about she hulk in the platoon today and you can't have any opinion about that show good bad or neutral like even neutral i've been like very quiet about that show because i feel like it's an okay show but I feel like if you don't say it's the best thing in the world, then you get yelled at. And if you don't say it's the worst thing in the world, you get yelled at. <laughs> so like, or if, so no matter what opinion you have on it, somebody's going to yell at you. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of how I felt about it too. It's like, I, I haven't, I haven't felt like it's the best thing ever. I've just had fun with it until the last, I think last week's episode was like, actually like incredible. Like it was like a very well done like just episode of TV. Like it was just like a, an amazing episode of TV. But that was since I think the first episode is the first time I felt like that. We're like, this is incredible. The rest of it, I was just like, it's fun. It's a fun, easy yeah. watch. And that's it. And that's fine. Like a lot of people love it, love the fuck out of it. And that's cool too. And you can yeah. dislike it, but just like the weird hate towards it is what yeah. like really is mad weird to me. Like it's, it's a TV show guys. You don't need to hate something that strongly, especially a piece of content that people are, you know, it's put out there for people to watch and enjoy. And if you don't, again, that's fine. But like this weird hatred towards things lately is just so strange to me. Like why do people waste their energy on shit like that? It's yeah. I don't well, know. and if you don't like it that much, just don't watch it. It's no big deal. Easy, easily done. <laughs> Like it's especially with these like shows, you're not missing some giant piece to the overall universe that you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, it's yeah. like, like Kang's not showing up and snapping She Hulk's back. Like, it's not. <laughs> Watch that happen in the finale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bite my tongue. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but I mean that it's also going to happen like this coming to the point where things are just fine is going to happen when you have so much content. Like yeah, when Disney bought Marvel and star Wars, which was right around the same time there, they said that their chief mission with both of these were to basically turn them into their own genre. And I feel like they very effectively have done that with Marvel and they kind of missed the ball a little bit with that with Star Wars. But that's that's what happened. Marvel movies are a genre of film and television now. It's one big universe that like you can be a fan of that and like or dislike or, you know, feel indifferent about any of it. Like, yeah, everything about it doesn't have to be the best in the world and the more stuff they put out the less likely that everything is going to be a knock out of the park like you're gonna everyone's gonna feel different about certain things once in a while it's no big deal like and this isn't new people i fucking hate iron man 3 that shit came out a decade ago (laughs) i think that's what i've been saying to people because a lot of people have been like man i feel like things are so uneven now and i was like 
I was like, they always happen in the MCU. Like, what do you mean? Like in between civil, the civil wars and the winter soldiers, there was, you know, like an Iron Man three or a Thor, the dark world, or even, you know, like Ant-Man is fun, but is it the best MCU movie ever? No, not by a long shot. No, it's like, yeah. that's, that's how it's always been. I just think there's so much more of it and people are so much more vocal on the internet or negative on the internet that it's become this like apparent that like Marvel's divisive now. And it's like, I don't really think so. I just think, you know, they're also spreading way more into different genres, way more into other things. So of course other people are going to not like certain, like I can totally understand why, why you wouldn't like multiverse of madness. I can totally understand why you don't like Thor alone thunder or she Hulk, because if the comedy doesn't land for you in a comedy, of course you're not going to like the show or the movie. Like, why would you, or yeah. you don't like Sam Raimi, you wouldn't like multiverse of madness. Like it makes perfect sense. But I think they finally reached a point where they can experiment in new things. And that's cool to see that they're like taking chances. And it, and honestly, the, the MCU feels like its own like comics universe. It's, it's like literally going to a comic shop and like, picking yeah, up, like watching a show is like picking a different comic off the wall, you know? And it's like, it's, it's such like every world you kind of go into now is, is so different. Like even what we talked about today, like werewolf by night, like that's so different than almost anything that like the only thing that's even comparable is kind of multiverse of madness and even that it's it's it just has some some of the violence and horror vibes are similar but like overall they're totally different from each other yeah i think that's the biggest takeaway from because phase four for a lot of people have been a little rocky but i think that is the biggest takeaway from it is that they it is this is the formation of making the movie universe like the comic universe where you have so many different kind of options and i think that they have tried now to make different projects that appeal to different people instead of just constantly making projects and trying to make them appeal to everybody yeah so you have she hulk where they're prominently trying to be like let's get let's get a female audience let's make a show that young old middle-aged women can all feel empowered by and and root for and and but at the same time everyone can still enjoy same with this let's make something that is something for horror fans but a casual person could also like this or you know someone who likes comedy because there are a lot of comedy elements in it while still being very serious and very dark and stuff like that and i feel like they're doing that like thor love and thunder was very much like a rom-com type of movie yes like Every every single project has been kind of different to kind of mm-hmm. tinker and make its own thing and and kind of be more universal instead of like insular, which I think yeah. is really cool. I agree, but my friend. It's ruffling feathers, <laughs> which but, is yeah. fine. I mean, you, like you said, if you're gonna get your fucking feathers ruffled over a goddamn movie or TV show, like there's bigger things in the world to be upset about. <laughs> Literally. And, and like I said, it's it's not to take away feelings for something if you don't like something or like something. That's totally fine. But to get so overtly offended over like a piece of content that you're that you're consuming is so strange to me. <laughs> like It's so weird. You yeah. know, it's and we understand having a passion for this type of thing. Like, obviously, we talk about it endless hours on a weekly basis. <laughs> and I know how it feels. I know how it feels to, but it's, di- I feel like it's different with the TV shows. These things just kind of pop up. You get numerous episodes, and maybe the overall feel of it is just isn't for you. I feel like that's a lot different than anticipating a movie for three years 
and then it finally comes out and you don't like True. it. Like that's a much bigger letdown. Like don't get so worked up about these shows. Like there'll be other shit. Yeah. And like they're mostly building blocks for other things, you know, like even WandaVision was a building block for multiverse of madness in ways like Loki was a building block for the whole multiverse saga in general. I mean, I think Loki is probably single handedly the most important part of this whole phase because it, it's what unlocked everything, which is crazy to even think about because there's so many people who haven't seen Loki and they're like, why is the multiverse thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like. Yeah, they really tried to <laughs> to dump that on Doctor Strange's shoulders, and I'm like, well, this was kind of more Loki's thing. Yeah, and I can't wait until that realization happens that like it was all Loki's fault, which is going to be great. I'm still like, I know we've talked about this numerous times, but when Loki and Thor see each other, I am not prepared for how emotional that is going to be. That is where I can see some people complaining because I won't be surprised if they kind of ruin that with a joke. Which does it happens too much? Yeah, yeah, it's it does. It's I just I think there might be a joke maybe in there, but I think they like because even like Thor: Love and Thunder in that third act, they get real serious. Yeah, and and they're dealing with some real serious um like plot points of of things that like I've been through personally. And I think it, maybe that's why I liked it more than most people. Maybe it's because I like I felt like some of those conversations he had with Jane, like I've literally had those conversations in real life. So maybe it hit harder for me, but I, I didn't feel like they took away from those moments for once, because even in Ragnarok, they kind of do. Yeah. Um, and I love I love Ragnarok, but I feel like in Thor, like the, the first two thirds of Thor Love and Thunder is like insanely goofy and funny and they do take a, they do take the piss out of some like scenes that could have been more emotional like even the lady sif stuff and stuff like that but when they they get to the end and it's real all the stuff with jane and the stuff with gore all culminating to once they they do really let you sit in that like emotion for once and i was like that's what i've wanted from this stuff so i'm hoping when loki and thor meet even if they make like one little joke, but they let you sit in that emotion. Cause I know it's going to be weird. Cause Thor is going to be like, how the fuck are you alive? Yeah. yeah. Why does you know, this keep like, happening? <laughs> and then he's going to, cause I think he might make a joke. He's like, Oh, of course you're fucking alive or, you know, something like that. But him explain to him, he's like, I'm not the same look, you know, but I know everything that happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like it could be very powerful. And I do hope they do that. And if it happens like Kang dynasty, I can see Destin Daniel Cretton handling that very well. Cause like Shang-Chi was, fucking dope oh, and had best. some <laughs> like of course i had some comedy in it but the action was incredible and it did have like a good emotional core to it at, at the end of it you know like what what they dealt with was very serious you know it's like yeah <laughs> dealing with a, a god dad who you know eventually sacrifices himself knowing that it's the right thing to do was pretty wild as a, as a person with daddy issues it, it felt nice in ways <laughs> <laughs> but i I, so i'm i'm confident that he can handle that stuff um and well the guy who's writing king dynasty wrote quantum mania so i'm i'm in what i've heard from that like obviously the trailer hasn't released officially yet but you know people have seen two different versions of it now at at two different uh events and it seems like even that is like a super serious tone which uh, makes sense for them it's like the first real introduction of kang and it makes sense it's going to be serious so I'm excited to see how that stuff because it's it kind of seems like we're we're really headed into like a, a serious run of Marvel, like a very dark, you know, emotional run of Marvel movies, like starting with Black Panther. And then like the next one is is Quantumania and then Secret Invasion. It's like I don't think those are going to be quippy 
super funny projects by any means. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, and they shouldn't be, which will be nice. And I, I think it is funny that we were like, yeah, don't rag on shit, and we're not ragging on stuff. Like I no, think no, there, no, no. there are there are valid, not problems, there's, but there's yeah, there's critiques to be made. Like they they do always get a little too joke heavy and i think it it would be smart of them to kind of learn from that and just not get rid of it cuz it's like they're family movies they're supposed they're PG-13 movies made by right. a fucking trillion dollar company the whole point is to be able to market this to as many people as possible to make back the most like at the end of the day this is a business right but exactly when it comes to stuff like that, it's just kind of it is like a, a no no in filmmaking that that they shouldn't be doing. Where like, not every every time you build suspense or or a serious scene or anything like that, it doesn't always need the tension broken. It right. doesn't always have to be a comic relief scene to break the tension. Like, yep, you can have you can build those scenes and then have a payoff. It doesn't always have to be mm-hmm. some sort of, you know, you're one, you're one step away from a fart joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is weird. Cause we have got it in certain things. It, it just seems like some days we get those weird jokes. Cause like, I think that was probably the biggest downfall of Dr. Strange is that it had some really bad jokes in it. Some are pretty funny, but like a Luma Woody, that's a terrible yeah. joke. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just lazy. You know Especially I mean? from a man who has a doctorate and a photographic memory. You've heard the word Illuminati before. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I remember the the second time I saw it, the crowd laughed at Illuminati because it was obviously people who knew, had no idea what the Illuminati was. And they're like, Illuminati, what the fuck? Like they laughed at it, which I was like, damn, bro, this (laughs) is wrong. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But that's going to happen. You know, like, like you said, these movies appeal to, mass audiences and people who have no idea about anything in comics or anything which is totally fine you know and they're gonna hear illuminati and they're like what the fucking thing that everyone thinks is a thing that kanye is a part of and shit you know like (laughs) it makes sense that they laughed at it and and stuff like that uh but i do agree like i like if you compare it to like infinity war and endgame like the tones of those movies are like pretty much pitch perfect they got jokes but when it's serious it's serious and it stays serious you know like the ending of endgame is still like absurdly crushing to me every time i watch it i cry like a newborn child yeah. you know it's it's so emotional and i i like and they, they've kind of carried it like like loki wasn't it was funny but it was mostly serious you know yeah and even wandavision there's jokes in there but you know the ending of that show was very serious you know it was, a, it was more like a drama <laughs> than anything you know uh, it kind of turned into like a mar like a normal marvel kind of thing by the end but you know it was more of like this weird like sci-fi drama in the beginning you know you're like what the fuck is happening and more as unravels but you know there's comedy in it but you know if, if it's not it's not like they were cracking a joke when she was saying goodbye to vision you know you know like someone didn't pop up and go like waka waka or something they let you say yeah. it you know but, it, but I, I do agree i i there does need to be more balance like that for sure and i think that's where they are still like knocking it out of the park is that some of their formulaic stuff is starting to get a little stale, but when they do new interesting things, they're really knocking it out of the park. Especially when it like if if it, at first it doesn't seem like it's going to be that great. Like I remember when WandaVision first came out and the not came out, but like the trailer came out and the idea right. and the concepts of it came up, I was like, 
who the fuck wants to see that? Like right. <laughs> set, set in different TV times. Like that sounds boring, but then it was an amazing fucking show. Right. And like yeah. this with werewolf by night, like this looked good from concept and everything, but and it's so different than everything else they done. So when you go yeah. back to like Dr. Strange or Thor or even like She-Hulk just kind of being more of like a normal sitcom, she just right. happens to be a Hulk. Like yeah. those things fall a little more flat just because I think people now that you've started to introduce these cool, like left of center concept properties, people are yeah. becoming more interested in those to where they kind of see the flaws in the more formulaic normal stuff. True. So true. It's, it's a grab bag, but it's like, like we said, it's not, not everything is going to be for everybody. Just like not every comic is for everybody. Nobody right. reads everything like, no, <laughs> and you're not supposed to. It's not not everything is for everybody. It's not meant to be for you. It's not written for you. It's not based on things you're going to be interested in. Yeah, not even Lance has read everything. Yeah, <laughs> shout that, out to that Lance. man reads <laughs> reads a lot of comics. But sometimes I'll bring somebody and he's like, "I've never read that," and I'm like, "I am surprised I've read something and you haven't." That's weird. You should read that. <laughs> I don't even try. I don't even try to compete with Lance. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't. It's it's like it would just be like conversation, like me and him talking about comics, and he's like, "I've never read that," and I'm like. Really? That's, really? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just, I get surprised. I'm like, huh? Weird. <laughs> he sent me a picture of a five pack of Spider-Man Funko Pops, and he was like, "I have the first appearance comics of two of these different characters." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, then you got to buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's so nuts. I have the only crazy comic I have. I have the first appearance of Carnage that my friend oh. got me for me as a gift. And that's Very like nice. one of my prize. That's like my prize conversation. I also have the Batman Damned that has the bat dick in it. Oh yes, I've seen that. Yeah, I, also, I have the Batman Damned Funko Pop. Ooh, it's awesome! I didn't even know they made a pop of that. That's yeah, funny. it's oh. great. It's really cool. Damn, Sam got it for me for Valentine's Day. He goes, "Happy Valentine's Day!" Here's Batman's dick. <laughs> you got to see this wing. Yeah, it's as I mean, it's told probably... by Constantine, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of really just like a silhouette. I don't know why they got they got their panties up in a bunch about it, to be honest, because it went. The reason why it's kind of like worth money is because they put it out for sale, and then people got so offended they took it off the shelves. Yeah, and then they there's only a, it with it edited out. Yeah, yeah, they they released the trade because I don't even think you can get the single book in print anymore, uh, unless they did a second printing. But I don't think so because it's only three issues. But it's yeah. those weird. Uh, some of like the DC Black Label stuff when it's only a few issues, they do these big single issue books. They're like massive they're so big yeah and i i so i think they just released the trade i don't even think you can get number one unless you buy it resale which i think is pretty expensive it's i mean it's expensive for a single issue of comics you yeah. know what i mean yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like crazy absurdly expensive like some comics are but it's you know if you're buying one issue of comics it is it is expensive but yeah, yeah. those are my those are my two uh prize possessions i don't, i collect trades it's so much easier yeah it is so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah werewolf by night Two thumbs up. Really great shit. Definitely go watch it. I mean, I don't know why you would have listened to this if you hadn't seen it. <laughs> True. We just ruined the whole thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next Marvel special presentation will be the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special in December. Yes. Looking forward to that. Fuck yeah. Um, and I'm very curious to see what else they come up with. If this is going to be an every few months type of thing. Yeah. I'm interested too to see what because it seems like they're going to turn some series that were in development into this instead, which is probably the right move. 
yeah kind of slow down a little bit in ways yeah and not everything needs to be two and a half hours <laughs> no i mean i like a good long movie but you know sometimes it's nice when you go see a movie and it's two hours and you're done yeah yeah <laughs> yeah true but uh yeah thanks for doing this buddy this is fun this is a great time no, man thank you i know we uh we got off in a tangent in the end there no, but nothing wrong with that yeah, it's all connected, right? It was, yeah, it was on brand. <laughs> <laughs> tell uh, tell all the people about your amazing show and where to find you online. Yes, so you can find Metalcore Nerds every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Adobe Howl. You can just go to adobe.com or download the Adobe app to listen to it live, or you can just catch on every podcasting platform right after. If you want to find all of our links, social media, merch, everything like that, just go to metalcorenerds.com. If you are stoked for the Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania trailer, I will be releasing a shirt when that trailer drops. I have it ready to go, and it's an awesome shirt. <laughs> I'm going to show Josh after this because I haven't showed it to him, but it's Hell fucking yeah. sick. <laughs> and uh, you're definitely going to want to pick it up because it's it's going to be it's going to be very awesome. But yeah, that's or you know just search Metal Corner. You'll you'll find us somewhere. <laughs> Hell yeah! And yeah, you'll definitely you you should come back on and do the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special when that comes out. Oh, I'm da- Guardians is like one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. So I'm so fucking down. It's the best. <laughs> I'll never I understand why people it. shit on the second one. It's it's just it's. I like the first one better, but it's still great. Hey, yeah, yeah. the Yandu scene. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. Uh, gosh, pulling my goddamn heartstrings. I know. <laughs> James Gunn, the best at it, making you laugh, making you cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Marion Hardcourt in real life. Good for you, buddy. Shout out to James Gunn. Congrats, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw the Eagly Pop at Walmart the other day. I almost bought it. <laughs> There's like, one Eagly. Peacemakers hugging eagerly that I want every time I look at it. But it's the same thing we were talking about. It's like we both own too many pops, and I'm like, do I really need to buy this? Like, I don't. I bought a gore one, and I'm like mad that I bought it just because it's like I don't fucking need this. <laughs> you do. You need it. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. But hell yeah, uh, you can find this show online, FMB and podcast on Twitter, FMB and the number four and letter U on Facebook and Instagram, and we will be back. Later on this week with another spooky episode. But until then, I'm Josh. I'm Sean. And this is the Four Nerds Binders Podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. Bye.